BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Okay, we are recording. Uh, so first, can you say and spell your first and last name for me? My first name is Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, and my last name is Sinky, S-I-N-K-E-Y. And what are we doing this morning? We are attempting to apply or claim for the unemployment week. All right, let's start. So this is the screen that I get when I have to claim. Takes a little time to load. (laughs) It's kind of like internally holding your breath. Crashing websites, busy phone lines, and bills that aren't getting paid. Wisconsin's unemployment system is overwhelmed and it's about to get even busier. From the Fox 6 Studios, this is Open Record. I'm Brian Polson and I'm here with my colleague Amanda St. Hilaire on a Monday morning. Good morning, Amanda. Hey, Brian. Happy Monday. So we're bringing you new episodes of Open Record each day, Monday through Friday, to make it easier to sort through all of this coronavirus news. We're recording on Monday morning, April 6, 2020. And you don't need us to tell you that COVID-19 has shut almost everything down. That means a lot of people are out of work. People like Melissa Sinke, who you met at the beginning of the episode. I was actually a barista. I worked at a cafe in Waukesha. They are still open, but he has drastically cut his hours and cut his staff down for safety purposes, which I do appreciate. Melissa qualifies for unemployment benefits, but she called us because she wasn't able to get them. She told the same story as dozens of others who sent messages to Fox 6. The website kept crashing the first week. It just kept flashing red, little red boxes everywhere. And it's like, no. I mean, normally if I'm having problems like this, this is when you would call in. You get a busy signal and it automatically hangs up. Unfortunately, there's literally nothing you can do. Nothing. At that point, Melissa had been trying to file her claim for a couple of weeks. She had not been successful, so she still hadn't received a single check. That's why on a Sunday morning, she used Zoom to share her screen with us so we could see the process as she tried to file again. And at first, it was looking pretty promising. Okay. Okay. So this is the terms and conditions. I haven't gotten this far before, so this is exciting. It's not as bad holding your breath now because you know that it's it's actually processing. But then the old problems started to pop up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, did it just send you back to the beginning? It did. <laughs> so, okay, um, I don't know if it went through or not, but I'm going to re-log in and see if my claim was taken. So I think I may have to do it all over again. I don't want to file multiple claims, um, but it doesn't show that it went through. Um, I feel like I'm a little dead in the water right now. Um, Oh, and the system failed. 
the website crashed and it says the service is unavailable. It's, it's frustrating. Am I going to get through? Am I going to get a paycheck? My bills are coming due. And it, it's very nerve wracking. Very nerve wracking. Um, excuse me. It's okay. I just have to keep going. So I got to start all over again. I mean, I can sustain for a little bit. I have just a little bit of money left over. Uh, enough for essential things. But the big bills, they're going to suffer. And I'm back to where I started. So Brian, during my 40-minute conversation with Melissa, she had to start over four times and she still didn't get through. And we know Melissa is just one example of so many people, but do we know how many people in Wisconsin have not been able to file unemployment claims and receive their checks like they're supposed to? Well, we have a lot of anecdotal evidence, but at this point, we just don't know exactly how many. We talked to Emily Savard. She's a program and policy analyst at Wisconsin's Department of Workforce Development, or DWD. That's the agency that handles unemployment claims in the state. She says an average week in January of this year had 24,000 attempted calls. The week of March 23rd, it had 1.5 million. I just wanted to give people some perspective of how overwhelmed our system is and how we are doing as much as we can with the bodies we currently have and we're training people up as much as possible. But with 1.5 million calls, that is a tough mountain to climb. But get this, the problem is about to get more complicated. The unemployment system is overwhelmed just dealing with claims from people who have traditionally qualified for unemployment. In a few weeks, even more people will qualify under a new federal law. And am I right? Is that the CARES Act? That's the CARES Act. So under the CARES Act, uh, People who are independent contractors, self-employed, and people who have previously exhausted their unemployment benefits will newly be able to qualify. In addition, the benefit is going to increase by $600. So in Wisconsin, your weekly unemployment benefit was capped at $370. Add $600 a week to that. Uh, There are sunsets to those provisions. The additional money runs out at the end of July. And then as the law is written, the additional people who qualify only qualify through the end of this year. But that's a lot more people coming into the system And it's a lot more money involved. Additionally, how many weeks you can receive unemployment is extended by 13 weeks. In Wisconsin, it was 26 weeks. Add 13 weeks to that. So we have more people trying to get more money for a longer period of time in a system that's already overwhelmed. Now, I assume this huge jump from 24,000 to one and a half million even though it doesn't necessarily involve the new people who qualify yet, it has a lot to do with all of the people being laid off from jobs because of COVID-19. Businesses shutting down, restaurants and bars shutting down, things like that. That, I would imagine, had a lot to do with that jump. Is that right? That's exactly right. There are, uh, and then, you know, you have to look at the cycle that keeps going. So you have more people to begin with who are furloughed, have reduced hours, laid off. 
they're calling the system. Well, as the system is getting overwhelmed, more people are having trouble getting through. So then they're trying to make more calls. The typical way it goes is you file online and you call if there's an issue. Well, more people are having issues with all those un online filings. So it's a combination of things. But you're right, Brian. It's all related to the fact that all of a sudden, at the same time, almost with a snap of our fingers, we have a lot more people who aren't at work and are trying to get their unemployment claims. Well, and for a very good reason, there's been a lot of news coverage of the new unemployment uh, rules, the CARES Act, and what that's going to mean for so many people. Is some of that demand from people who think that the new benefits or the new things have already kicked in? I mean, are there people hearing, hey, that might apply to me, I should call in right now? Or well, do we for know? For that week, it wasn't because the week of March 23rd, the CARES Act had not yet passed. So, I mean, there might have been people who were anticipating that, who maybe weren't following it. I can't really speculate to that. But the the week of the 23rd, that wasn't nearly as much of a factor as I'm sure it will be going forward. So the CARES Act is already law. The issue is that the feds and the state still have to dot some I's and cross some T's before this new expanded group can get unemployment benefits. So the state has to officially accept the federal money, enter into an agreement with the federal government. But then the federal government needs to give the state guidelines about how to handle this. So the state can't do anything until those guidelines happen. DWD estimates that that expanded pool of people will be able to file for their claims mid to late April. But at this point, that's just an estimate. That's not for sure. I, and it's got to be so incredibly frustrating. I mean, I think of the frustration of sitting on hold for 45 minutes to an hour over a cell phone bill or something like that or your utility bill or whatever it might be. Here, you're talking about the ability to pay for groceries, the ability to keep the, the lights on. And, and you heard in Melissa's voice, I think, at one point that she became just so frustrated that she has to keep doing this over and over and then gets kicked back right to the beginning to start all over from scratch. I imagine that's going on all over the place where people are experiencing that extreme frustration with just trying to get through the system. Well, and it's like Melissa said, there's nothing you can do. So she's been very patient. She's not the type who is calling up She's screaming about what's going on. She said she understands what's happening and that the people on the other end of this are trying their best to make it work. And so you could hear at the beginning of the conversation, she was in good spirits. She was trying to stay positive. And that's why it was all the more jarring to see the frustration build up and to see the tears start flowing because this isn't just oh, I'm annoyed that I'm on the phone for a few minutes longer than I need to be. She's been trying to do this for weeks. And so what happened was in our conversation, she wasn't able to file. Six hours later, she texted me saying, I finally got through. And she was so happy. And she said, OK, let's wait and see how long this check comes in. Well, the next day she text messages me. And it turns out that there was an error at the beginning on her employer's part that everyone thought was resolved, but apparently it hadn't been resolved. And so now she has to try all over again. So it's a big roller coaster here where you're going through the ups of thinking, okay, I got through, I'm going to get this check soon. And then you go straight back down. Do we know what happens or, or have you been hearing, at least anecdotally, that people in spite of the frustration, are at least eventually getting through and getting this done? Or are there some who just haven't been able to do it? And if so, what happens then? 
So I've heard from some people who have been able to get through. We've heard from a couple people saying, hey, I got through right away, no problem. Uh, we heard from others who said they had to try for several days and then they got through. And then there are others like Melissa who try for weeks and still aren't able to get through. Now, there is, it's not one of those things where, oh, if you don't make it through on this particular day, that benefit for the week is lost to you forever. The Department of Workforce Development has really been emphasizing that people, they do have time um, in order to get their claims. They don't want everyone trying to flood the system on a Sunday when you're first able to file for that claim. You can wait a few days. You can try and space out your phone calls. That's what they're depending on right now because, like we said earlier, their system wasn't designed to handle this. So they're trying to increase server space. They've tried to repurpose employees from other areas to come work in specifically this unemployment claim area. Uh, but there are other things that are more legislative fixes. Uh, for example, eliminating Wisconsin's one-week waiting period for unemployment um, under Wisconsin law. That first week you're unemployed, you're not eligible for the benefit you can't file. So then people are delayed in getting their checks. Um, you know, the legislature has to fix that. Department of Workforce Development can't. And so you have a combination of potential fixes that you hope will be up and running and working uh, before we get another influx into the system, but you just don't know. What strikes me is obviously this is a system that's dealing with people who don't have work and I've got it sounds like the system is taxed technologically there's only so much you can do in terms of server space and, and the ability to just handle that sort of thing but I, I do wonder in terms of the people at the call center are they I mean is, is workforce development hiring are they training more people temporarily to help handle this huge backlog of of calls and claims yes Department of Workforce development is hiring. They're also trying to repurpose other employees who work in departments that maybe aren't as busy right now so that they can maximize their own workforce in order to deal with this. But there's only so much you can do in those cases. You can have all the people in the world ready to take the call, but if your system can only handle X amount of calls at a time, having more people there isn't necessarily going to do anything. They've really been pushing people to go online, but even that isn't perfect because as we saw with Melissa, you have glitches, you have crashing websites, you have error messages. So I don't know that there is a way to magically make this so that it's an easy process that everyone can do in a matter of minutes. Obviously, call centers are only going to be open at certain times of day, I assume. I'm guessing it's not 24-7, but the internet is there 24-7. Do we know anecdotally whether people are having any better success getting through or getting things to work if they're trying this at odd hours, maybe even overnight? You know, Melissa says she's tried pretty much everything, and I don't know that doing this overnight will necessarily prevent an error message from popping up. In her case, because there was an issue with the actual original application, it sounds like, that's something where you are required to call. So going online at any particular hour when you have an issue that you're trying to resolve, that's not necessarily going to do anything. But I have talked to people who were able to get through relatively easily in the middle of the week at 
four in the morning. So, you know, there is a little bit of that. I think the issue is because human error is going to be involved in this because there are so many different hands uh, in an unemployment claim before it actually goes through. Those errors require you to talk to a person on the phone more often than not. And that's where we're running into a lot more issues. It sounds like the overall lesson right now, especially as more people are going to be jumping into this, is number one, persistence, number two, patience, and be aware that if you don't get through right away, maybe even for a couple of days, your benefits aren't going away. You're not losing out on money. Correct. Now, I do think another takeaway from this, I've talked to a lot of employers uh, recently, especially in the uh healthcare industry who are saying, oh, well, our workers are going to be fine because this unemployment benefit just bumped up. Well, maybe, but that's if you're able to get through. And while it sounds great to say, be patient and eventually you'll get your, you'll get your money, eventually getting your money doesn't help when you have a bill that's due now. Now, hopefully people are willing to work with you on those bills because we have so many people in the same boat But that's not always the case. So in some cases, you have people watching their money run out. They're waiting for that check. They know logically that, okay, eventually I'll get my money. But that doesn't help the situation right now. Well, and that's hopefully where those people who are waiting on those bills to be paid. I mean, you look, for instance, at the governor's order to uh, to to you know put a moratorium on evictions. That's one of those things where if if the thing you're waiting to get that money from the unemployment office uh, for is to pay your rent, uh, that's where that order is supposed to come into play. While you wait for that stuff to work itself out, you can't be evicted. You've got to have time to catch up. It doesn't mean you don't pay your rent. It means there's a little bit of grace period here to get these things in order because the system is taxed and people are out of work. You hope that others are looking at that as well. It's a tough time for everyone. Um, and and obviously there's anything that's related to financial difficulties because of COVID-19. You hope at least there's some understanding out there that this is an unusual time. And, and the sooner we all get through this, the better. Uh, but obviously this system is, is facing a challenge. I do wonder with Melissa, just I, she's one person, but where do things stand? Because that was back on, I think you said March 24th or that week of March 24th. Where is she now? Um, you know, in the, we're recording this on the morning of, of April 6th. Has she been able to get through? Has she been able to get her benefits? Last time I talked to Melissa, or last time I heard from Melissa, uh, which was the end of last week, she still hadn't received a single check, and she was still trying to figure out what was going on with her claim, what the issue was that never got resolved. But she got through to make the claim? She got through to make... The way it works is you file an application. Once your application is through, then you can file the claim each week. Her application went through so she could file the claim, but then when she's trying to file the claim, she's told that there was an error with her application. And that's where things are getting tricky. So, and a lot of, I've talked to a lot of other people who have been told the same thing. So even if she does get her original check, remember, she has to file for this every single week. And so, she's going to have to go through the same process. Exactly. And that's what's disheartening for a lot of people. So I know it probably doesn't help to hear be patient when you're sitting there, you're struggling with it, you're going, I have been patient, and then you're able to get through and you have to kind of dread filing that for another week. But at this point, that's really the only thing 
DWD can tell anyone as they're trying to shore up their system before we get this influx of additional people who will qualify for unemployment benefits. Sounds like the new full-time job is battling and navigating this overwhelmed unemployment system. It is. And at one point, Melissa even said, this has become my full-time job. Uh, You have to spend a lot of time dedicated to figuring out how to maneuver the system. And Melissa's pretty good with technology, and she's having trouble with it. So I can only imagine what it's like for someone who maybe isn't used to using the computer a whole lot, who's trying to use the internet to navigate this and getting the error messages and then not able to get through on the phone lines. Well, hopefully things start to improve as time uh, as time goes on. Obviously, there are going to be more people applying for benefits as this CARES Act kicks in. Amanda, thank you for that. And, and of course, we're going to be continuing to bring you more frequent episodes of Open Record as we cover the COVID-19 pandemic. And it sounds like that's going to be going on for a while. If there's a topic you want us to discuss here on the podcast, an issue you think we should investigate, please send us an email at the investigators at fox6now.com. That's T-H-E, investigators, all together at fox6now.com. Thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Producer Pete, Dave Machuda, Suzanne Barthel, and Sarah Smith. Please subscribe to Open Record if you haven't already. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Amanda St. Hilaire, and for Brian Polson, we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow.